Hello, I'm Alice Murray, editor of The Drawdown, and my guest today is Troy Pospisil, founder and CEO of InCloud Council. Today I'm asking Troy about InCloud Council's origins, so looking at what drove him to set up the firm and how it has developed over the past seven years. Um, hello, Troy. Very welcome. Hi, Oz. Good to be here. Good to speak with you again. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, okay, so um, let's talk about how you set up InCloud Council. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what you were doing before and um, yeah, what 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 was what seeded the idea? Yeah, so I was living in San Francisco at the time and working at the private equity firm HIG Capital, uh, doing middle market private equity investing. Uh, and I identified the problem. I was spending a great deal of my time, as were my colleagues, on marking up, negotiating, and tracking routine legal agreements. Uh, this was one of the more time-consuming things we did. However, probably the activity that was least aligned to our goals as investors, which was to identify investment opportunities, invest, work with our portfolio companies to help them grow and be more valuable. And so that was sort of an interesting situation where we were spending a lot of our time on this activity that wasn't uh, creating value for our investors. And I was also lucky to be living in San Francisco. I had a lot of friends uh, who were working in technology and working at software companies and other various technology companies and thought that uh, a trend that I saw happening in the technology space, which was combining uh, software tools with a unique labor model, uh, like, like companies uh, like Uber, and there are a long list of others, uh, could be an interesting way to address this particular problem of high volume routine contracting for large enterprises. Uh, and so I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I thought this was a really interesting problem to solve for a use case and a customer that I understood having worked in the industry. Excellent, okay. Um, and so obviously given your time at, at HIG and, and you know being in the heart of private equity, um, is it fair to say that, that InCloud Council today still very much has private equity and private capital markets um, as its kind of core uh, core offering? Absolutely. Well, we have expanded to serve various other industries, uh, including enterprise software and healthcare. Uh, most of our business today and most of our focus remains uh, large asset management firms and investment banks. And so that remains where we spend a lot of our time uh, and energy and product development efforts is in creating value for those types of firms. Um, okay, so then with that, um, what when you're starting to work with with uh, private capital, private equity funds, um, what are the clients most concerned about when they uh, when they embark on your uh, relationship? Well, first and foremost, you know these are generally pretty risk averse firms, and rightly so. Uh, a lot of them are regulated by various regulatory bodies, depending on the countries in which they operate. Uh, they're also managing a great deal of capital uh, for folks like pension funds and endowment funds and sovereign wealth funds. And so they should rightly be very risk averse. And so I would say first and foremost is trust and quality. 
And so that's something we take very seriously. We have done everything we can uh, to invest in our infrastructure and in all of our processes to ensure trust and quality. And ultimately that's proven out by the customers we serve, which are the largest global asset managers in the world where we've developed global relationships with them that have now lasted for you know six, seven years and grown. And so the, the trust is ultimately, uh, or the, the proof is ultimately in the pudding, which is you know happy, uh, sophisticated customers. But um, there's a lot that goes into creating that trust it's investing in data security. It's uh, investing in a sophisticated team uh, across all functions within our business, uh, sales, account management, uh, product management, who really understand financial services and understand the needs of those customers. Um, you know, after that, there's, there's obviously quality metrics. Things like turnaround time uh, are very important generally speaking, to financial services. This is a fast-moving industry. Uh, the documents that we manage and process for our customers generally sit between them and moving forward with some business need. And so turnaround time is absolutely critical. So we have guaranteed turnaround times for all of our customers. And depending on the sub-vertical within asset management, if it's private equity, there are certain turnaround time needs. But in, in certain cases, like if people are trading uh, lightly traded public debt, the turnaround times can be extremely fast and we are uh, able and, and happy to accommodate those needs. And then ultimately, you know, cost savings is really important. Uh, you know, every, everyone's looking for ways to cut costs in every aspect of their business and we are a way to do that. We are a, a low cost provider, a, a unique and innovative way for folks to outsource this category of work product in a way that allows them to save a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. Those are a handful of things. Excellent. Yeah, that's definitely, um, I think, and especially with what's happened this year, that's really crept up the agenda. That's kind of scrutiny on legal spend. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I can imagine that being a big part of the conversations that you're having. Um, okay, so you mentioned you've obviously had some clients on your books now for six or seven years, um, and and you yourself uh, in Cloud Council is in in its seventh year. Um, so over this time, how have you refined your offering uh, and the way in which you work with your clients? Yeah, so one of the things we've committed to is delivering a global solution for global customers. So over the past several years, we've opened offices in Europe and in Asia and can serve as a one-stop global solution for repetitive contract processing for the largest global financial services providers. There's a lot of benefits to a global operator to having a single global provider. Uh, they can set up all of their document editing preferences uh, once, and if they make changes to that, it cascades globally. They have a single account manager on our team who can manage all of that globally. Uh, all of the data, which I'll get into in a moment, is captured in one system, which is extremely helpful for compliance purposes and document retention policies. Uh, so that's one. The second thing that we've continued to uh, create features for is how to leverage data within the contracting process. Uh, there's a lot of ways that we've been able to create value for our customers by capturing a great deal of consistent data from these contracts and delivering tools that allow our customers to make use of that data. 
So a handful of examples, uh, when you even just get a contract in the door, you're gonna wanna capture a number of data points, things like, is there a non-solicit? Is there a standstill? If there is a standstill in that contract, you may wanna notify other portions of your business. So if you're, or you're the equity investment arm of a multi-strategy asset manager, you may need to notify the debt investment arm of your business that you are contemplating signing a standstill agreement on a particular asset. And you may wanna have a conversation about that. So capturing that data, routing that data to the right users within your organization uh, is really critical. Uh, on the back end, capturing all the key legal terms that you agreed to on that contract is gonna be really important for making sure that you are managing your liabilities to all of your counterparties in a sophisticated way. And then we leverage that data to benchmark against what has been agreed to historically by that customer in particular with repeat counterparties to make the negotiation process more efficient. And then we'll also use that data to help our customers refine what they're asking for in contracts to make sure that they are making the right trade-off between efficiency and turnaround time and risk management. So for example, if they are continually asking for a particular term in a contract, but they're not actually getting it agreed to, maybe they're only getting it agreed to one or 2% of the time, we will present that information to them and they may use, use that information to make a different decision, which can assist them in lowering turnaround times, which is beneficial to their business team, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of different data tools that we built that our customers really appreciate and creates a lot of value for the for our customers beyond just marking up and negotiating contracts. Uh, the last thing we've really invested in is driving efficiency for the attorneys on our platform by investing in better workflow and machine learning and artificial intelligence functionality. Uh, and that, that all serves to make the overall process more efficient uh, and also more accurate. And so we've got a fairly large machine learning team. We've made a big investment there and we've released a lot of really interesting features into our production application that uh, are just gonna benefit all the attorneys on our platform and all of our customers. Uh, and they'll, they continue to get better as we refine our models. Fantastic, yeah, I mean, the people that are really harnessing their data and doing it in, in that smart way and being able to to analyze it in the way that you're doing. I mean, that's that's the future, right? That's where the, the power will be. Um, okay, excellent. All right, and then, um, so private capital funds have a tendency to, uh, to fix problems simply by hiring people in. Um, so how do you convince managers that working with a provider such as yourself is, is better than just simply recruiting a larger team? Yeah, I think this is no different than a long-term trend we've seen towards outsourcing those activities and functions that are not in alignment with the core strategies or the core business that any company is in. I think all companies should take the time to look at every activity that happens within their organization and determine you know, how much energy and distraction is this taking from our team and how aligned is this activity with how we create value as a company? You know, investment firms obviously create value by sourcing transactions, making good investment decisions and working with portfolio companies to make them more value and then work with them to position them for 
a successful exit, um, either in an IPO or to another investment firm or to a strategic buyer. You know, you look at something like payroll, people have outsourced payroll forever because people recognized that that was not an activity that allowed, helped them do what they do better necessarily. Uh, it's an activity that has to get done. It has to get done well, no doubt. Uh, but as outsourcing providers emerge who could provide a quality outsourcing solution, people took that opportunity to outsource that function. I think repetitive contracting is no different. Historically, people have not been presented with a high quality option for outsourcing that. You had the option of either doing it internally or working with a traditional law firm who had not set up a cost effective and high quality solution to that particular problem. And so as companies like in Cloud Council emerge, I think it's gonna be a no brainer for people, for large asset managers and other financial services firms and companies in general to outsource this function and any function that is not necessarily aligned with their core strategy as a business. It's a distraction. It takes energy away and time away from doing those things that are gonna make them and their investors more money. Fab, okay. Um... Oh, that sounds pretty compelling to me. Um, excellent. All right, Troy. Well, uh, really fantastic to speak to you today. Thank you so much. And um, I will speak to you soon for the next episode. Thank you, Alice. It was great to see you again.